so many people, I think, get in a get caught in a place when you're lost of overwhelm, right? You're like, I'm I'm in an ocean. There's so many different things I can do with my life. Like, how the heck do I actually figure out what the thing is that I want to do with my life? And so the second thing that I would say to get back to like figuring out what you want to do with your life is you need to stop comparing yourself to other people. It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my God. One, we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode. Is this forty-four? Man, we are here. Is it forty-four? Forty-four. Is it? Yes. You're, for a fact. Forty-four. Wow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode forty-four of the First Sip Podcast. Have today we have with us Stu Massingill, right? Massingill. Stu Massingill. He is the owner of Finding Direction, um, and which is a company driven to help you find what you want to do in your life. He's a podcaster as well, and he is a trainer for Tony Robbins. So today we're going to sit down and we're just going to talk why he chose the profession to assist other people in finding what they want to do and typical tip tricks and tips that he gives to people to point them in the right direction. So with that being said, Stu, thanks so much for coming on, man. Absolutely. Thank you to the both of you for having me. I'm uh, genuinely stoked to be here and looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Um, you know, well, we got to let people know, Stu, was, uh, you were connected with us through a mutual uh, listener, mutual mm-hmm. friend. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So shout out to you. We appreciate this. Let's go, Aubrey. Yeah, that's we're true. We're building the community, and this is uh, just another step. Yeah, it's good to recognize. Here we go. Uh, Thanks. If you notice, Stu was like, I'm so stoked. Before the episode, me and Kemba on the East Coast, Stu was mocking us. He was like, oh, yeah, no, the weather's a little rough here today. It's 72, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. So everyone listening, just know that Stu is sitting in a better place than you are if you're on, if you're on the East. Yeah, it's like the most beautiful place in the world. So it's uh, it's rough out here, man. Cool, man. So, well, before we get started, we've actually gotten away from something that we started, and it's the name of our show, but which is back. But it's back. We're what back. What are you sipping on today, Stu? Okay, I'm, I'm sipping on some just old school, high quality H2O. You know, I'm just keeping it, keeping it real. I've been trying to drink more water lately because, you know, they say you're supposed to drink like a gallon, a gallon a day. And I don't do that. Um, so I actually got a, an app now and every hour it tells me it's like, drink more water. Mm. Super helpful. Before they do help. Yeah. I crush it's basic, water. but it's, you, you know what I mean? I do. I crush water, but you, you add, I add a lot water. of powders and stuff. I don't know Neo, if it's cheating. You're like, a, I, yeah, I am. You're, maybe just I just makes it better sometimes. I, yeah. I don't drink enough water in the day. I crush water. And I was actually talking about this with Alex the other day. You know, when you think about it, water is eight pounds. Well, a gallon of water, right? Eight pounds of water a day. Is it eight pounds? Yeah. How much a gallon is? Yeah. 16 ounces in a pound. Right. So you're at a hundred. I don't know if they line up like that. They do. They okay. do. So you're talking to your culinary friend here. Oh. Right. So you got 128. <laughs> in that Let's count. Go. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Alex about this. I'm like, bro, I am not drinking enough water the other day. She, and you noticed with me. No, not your wife. She said you were looking Alex. tiny. Oh, so right. So I was having a safe place conversation and mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm dropping some weight here. I need to up my hydration. Yeah, bro. So Stu, I'm right there with you. I'm not drinking bro. water right now, though. I'm drinking coffee, which I definitely need to cut down on. Mm-hmm. McCafe. That's a great blend. Oh yeah, because we're still trying to get a McDonald's sponsorship. So this might come. Through. Let's go. Yeah. But um, what's I'll, what's the top powder, if I can ask? Ooh, ooh, the top powder. So uh, you know what? I'll tell you what I'm drinking right now. Just look at his bottle. Look you at see this. that? Looks it looks like what a vampire would drink. So looks this like is Gatorade. KOS, Gatorade. KOS organic beetroot powder. 
So, mm, so I've been root. trying genuinely to cut down on pre-workout. I actually don't take it anymore. I like that. Um, but I was so habitual in drinking something before I trained, so I'm gonna train after this. I switched to beetroot powder, and this was the best one that I found online. I don't know. Supposedly, it makes you feel better. It's great for blood doing flow. cardio, blood flow, right? Um, I don't know. I, I've increased nice. my cardio. I don't know if this is helping at all, but I feel better because I've increased my cardio. It tastes horrible. For our training horrible. nutrition it friends, oh, no. beets. Like top top level, like bodybuilders actually add beet extract to their pre workout beverages, like to increase Dilate, the blood flow, like yeah, extra, better yeah. pump. It's it's like weird things that they add on to, and it's just like man, it, it ta- tastes horrible. Yeah. Um, so if you're not drinking beet juice, drink get go yeah, get some beet juice. This is what we're doing, yeah. putting people on a new stuff. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know. I listen, it, but speaking of people putting people on a new stuff, Stu, that's what you do with uh, on a weekly basis, right? A daily basis. Yeah. People get to that next level. So tell us a little bit more. How about how you got into Tony Robbins Tony Robbins uh, coaching, how and just what your real mission is right now. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's. A lengthy story, uh, but to save you a long story, maybe we'll get into the full story. Um, kind of where I help people and and got rooted in like the work that I do today, and the reason I'm so driven to like make such a large impact with it is probably I think it's five years ago now. Um, I went from a place in my life of living the cliche that you never work a day in your life if you love what you do. Um, at about twenty nineteen twenty years old. Uh, I started working with the company and it turned into a business. I ended up doing it for four years. I was able to literally travel all over the world, um, speak on a bunch of stages, lead a team of a thousand, thousands of people. Um, and it was like so such rich work and not rich in the sense of like monetarily, but like soul fulfilling. Um, and after about four years of doing that, which is about five years ago, Long story short, that got ripped out from under me. And I woke up one day, basically was someone gave me a phone call that said like, hey, everything that you're doing, you can no longer do. Um, And for me, I then went into this, like probably one of the deepest things that I've ever been through, which was on a daily basis, multiple times a day, asking myself, what's my purpose? Why am I here in this world? Like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like, I am genuinely a motivated person, but in this phase of my life, it was just like, I, I, like, I don't know what the heck I want to do with my life. Why am I here? You know what I mean? I was just so lost. And I think if anybody's listening to this and feels lost in their life, like you can relate to that sense of just, I don't know if I can curse on this, but like for sure, for sure. Yep. Shittiness mm-hmm. that, that it feels like to just not know why the heck you're here. Um, and so because I knew what was possible for my life, I basically went like, because I had lived a cliche of you never work a day in your life if you love what you do, even though I had lost it, I knew I could get back to it. So then basically the last five years, I went through this whole process of like, okay, what the heck do I want to do with my life? And now today, because I've been able to do it multiple times, like find that North Star again and then make it real. Now I help people do that same thing in their life. So uh, two questions for you. One, can you tell us what happened? Like why the fallout? Like what, what prompted that phone call that was like, hey, the whole empire is falling <laughs> yeah. down? And two, were you in, was it like a state of depression that you were going through? Because that's dead. Um, off. Okay, so question one. Uh, so basically I was working for like a network marketing company. And if people aren't familiar with that, um, you can Google it. Basically there's a larger company they have products, you sell the products rather than them spending it on advertising. 
you get paid to spread it by word of mouth marketing, basically. Um, and so long story short, basically one day I got a call that said, hey, the government's coming in to like investigate this company um, and the company's temp- temporarily shut down. And so I basically went from, you know, making at the time, you know, about hundred grand a year, eight, 8,000 bucks a month to the next day saying, everything's gone, no more income. Um, and I think it's kind of similar to a lot of people in COVID where it's like, COVID came around. It was like, all right, your plans are shot. You're not actually doing this anymore. So that kind of happened for me. Um, that's kind of the, yeah, what happened. Uh, so, and then depression, I don't know if I would say I was in depression. I am a ridiculous believer that words have extraordinary power. Um, and I think if like, I grew up as a quote unquote shy kid that never called him shy. I never called myself shy because I knew if I labeled myself as shy, I would create an identity around that. Right. So for me, I was going through a negative state, I guess, is the language I would use. Some others may have called it depression, um, but I didn't want to associate that language because I knew that if I associated with that, that can turn into a bad spiral. Um, But it just turned into, yeah, a negative state. But ultimately, that negative state turned into wonder, turned into curiosity, turned into if I don't know what my purpose is after, you know, sitting on a couch and, and being lost for a month and not being happy. Eventually, I was like, all right, I'm going to get off my ass and I'm going to figure out how do I get back to where I was? Hmm. So that's, you know, well, I'm happy you brought up the, the impact that words have, right? Because that's something we talked about the other day is just yeah. the way we use words with certain situations or the words that we apply to people. And like you're saying, you really can start basing your actions or basing your thoughts just off of that conversation you're having with yourself. And sometimes it's hard to get out of that. So that brings me to my next question. How, like, what were some of the first steps you took? You know, now that you've done this repeatedly with other people, what are some of the steps that you took initially to get out of that place? Because like you said, there are people who are going through this in the pandemic and they might still be there yeah. right now saying, how do I get back to where I was, what, two years ago now almost? Sure. Or not even how do I get back to where I was? How do I get to where I want to be? Boom. Yeah. yeah. So I think a few things. I think first it's starting to realize that in a nutshell, life is happening for you. Life is not happening to you. Whatever you're going through in your life, it is ha- life, life happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. And what that instantly does is that turns you from a place of uh, being a victim to being a creator and what we call in, in our programs, like a director of your life, right? So first it's, it's figuring that out. Life's happened for me, not to me, whatever happened, whether it feels horrible, whether it feels great, what's the lesson, what's the thing that I can take from this, right? So first is realizing that second is so many people, I think, get in a, get caught in a place when you're lost of overwhelm, right? You're like, I'm, I'm in an ocean. There's so many different things I can do with my life. Like how the heck do I actually figure out what the thing is that I want to do with my life. And so the second thing that I would say to get back to like figuring out what you want to do with your life is you need to stop comparing yourself to other people, right? So many times we go on social media and we go, Oh, Chris is doing this. Sally's doing that. And it looks like they're living their dream. I should go do that. Right. And, and in a nutshell, you're looking at somebody's highlight reel. And in another sense, even if you went and accomplished the thing that they're doing with their life, that may not be the thing that's called to you. 
You know what I mean? Oftentimes we look for direction in our life externally when the reality is if you want to have a, a fulfilled life, if you want to have a life where you are genuinely stoked, happy on your life, it's all an internal game. You need to look inward to figure out what you want to do with your life. And so many people in this world are looking outward. They're, they're looking at Jim, Sally, Bob, whoever, and the dreams and the things they're doing. And they're trying to be a copy of somebody else. So second part, stop comparing yourself to others. And then the third thing is giving yourself a little bit of grace and realizing that you already have an idea of where you can start. And what I mean by that is sometimes we go, I'm in an ocean. I don't know where the heck I want to swim with my life. The reality is if you did some introspection, if you looked inside and you looked at your life, you could probably find by doing two minutes of homework on yourself that you probably have three, four, five things that you've always been attracted to in your life. So once you start to figure out what are the things I've always been attracted to, I've always liked writing, like, you know, I'm sure for both of us, it was like, I like speaking. So I'm going to start a podcast, right? For some people, it may be, I like traveling and maybe I like marketing and maybe I like business, whatever it is. And it's figuring out what those three, four, five things are that you've always been attracted towards. And then it's simply going and trying those things. Um, a very simple analogy I give people is it's like the first time you found out you liked pizza, you didn't look at the pizza, smell the pizza. Your friend came by and was like, yo, pizza's dope. And you were like, all right, I like pizza. You know what I mean? It was like, how did you figure out you like pizza? You tried the slice of pizza and you're like, holy crap, pizza's bomb. I'm going to have pizza the rest of my life. Most people go throughout their life looking at all these different things, wondering what it's going to taste like. The reality is if you want to figure out if you actually like something or not, you have to go try it. So I would say those are a few steps people can use to kind of kind of get back on, on the horse in your life. Hmm. That was a great breakdown. Mm -hmm. Is there any like like with those steps that you just rolled out, is there a certain one that people have a very hard time overcoming? Like I can, the one that said yeah. was just like you were saying, like just taking the time to figure it out what you're good at. And I feel like a lot of us are just constantly on that go, 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 go cycle. You know, like we said, like everyone gets caught in the rat race. So how do you even find the time to sit back and say, hmm, what do I really like doing? Or do I even like doing what I've been doing for the past couple of years? Yeah, a, a few things I would say. One, ask yourself, where's your energy high versus low? What are the things you do when you light up and time passes you by? And then the second thing you can do is you can ask other people um, like, hey, what do you see me doing that you think I enjoy? So I would say those are a few things. And, and one of the things I think probably where most people get stuck to touch on that that you're asking is most people get stuck on taking action. I don't know why it is, but so many people, well, I have a few reasons why, um, but, but so many people go through their life and they just don't take the action. They sit in a place of wonder, of ponder. The true is true is that action creates clarity in your life. I think a lot of the times people go through and they go, what if I try this and what if it doesn't work out? What if I try this and I don't like it? I think the question you need to start asking yourself because questions absolutely have power is what if it went right? What if it went exactly the way that it was supposed to be? What if this was the thing that lit up my soul? Um, and you need to start seeing your life through that lens and, and just taking action. I think too many people, when we're lost, when we're trying to figure out what we want to do with our life, unfortunately, aren't taking as much action as we should be. Hmm. But I, I feel that though there's a decent amount of barrier to taking action, right? There's a, this uncertainty, right? Or say financial, specifically uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Why take the leap if there's a massive financial burden? How do you, and we're not obviously sitting here saying, hey, 
give us your entire breakdown, lay out your plan <laughs> so no one reaches out to you for coaching. But how do you make someone say, you know, you got to do it, you got to take the leap, or is there a better mapped out way so that people can change what they're doing, or do they just have to free fall into risk? So if you if you don't love what you're doing, but you're making a good living, and you know if you pivot, you have to stop, which is a large risk, especially in today's society. What have you found that's like a good way to, to guide that, or what do, what do you do in those situations? Yeah, so, and great question. And so for me, um, I'm a believer of this one philosophy, and it's guided my life, is that through effective communication and networking, you can open any door in your life, right? There's something called six laws of separation, in a nutshell, through six people, you can meet any, literally anybody in the world. It's fascinating. And so I would say for someone that, you know, they're at a job, they're not loving it. They're realizing that they want to kind of make a step, a shift, do something different is using communication and networking to figure out once you found out what are those three, four, five other things, who are people that you can begin to connect with so that you can start to try these things. The fastest way to try something in a quicker way is through networking. Right. Because sometimes we go, okay, I want to try this other thing. I got to, I got to apply. I got to go do X, Y, Z or whatever. If you know someone that does that, a very simple thing you could do is you go, I'm in the tech space and I'm realizing that I actually, uh, if I'm, if I'm honest with myself, which is a whole nother conversation, I'm not happy here. Right. And if we can get honest and say, I'm not happy here, I want something different. We figure out what the few other things we can do. Ask yourself, who do you know in those places? And then maybe simply like go shadow someone. Go take a day off of your job, say you're out for a vacation or a, a mental health day or whatever, and go shadow someone for a day. Go get in somebody else's world. Go immerse yourself in this other thing that you're interested in. Try it in a, in a less risky way. And then that can allow you to see if that's something you actually want to move to or not. Um, also, you can moonlight. You know what I mean? You can like do your job. And then once you're done with your job that you're doing, find other ways to experiment and try with these other things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like those steps a lot. I mean, we talked about like my transition, just leaving work and then going into real estate. For sure. You know, like you talk about like, how do you, you know, kind of set yourself up for those pivots or even what we were doing with the podcast, right? Like building this out, but in a way that's still tolerable in a way that's sustainable, right? In a way that it's not like you're just pouring a whole bunch of money into something that's not going to work out in the end, right? Not saying that you don't believe that's going to work out, but it's like you set certain parameters to make sure that you're doing it correctly. And I'm so happy you brought up the six degrees of separation, right? Because that's one thing that we always talk about because, I mean, take this conversation, for instance, we didn't know each other you yeah. know, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah. and based on, you know, a prior connection that we had and us just having the conversation saying, Hey, we're looking to meet other people. We're looking to connect with other people in different industries. Here we are sitting down, having this conversation. And once again, we always say like, where can this now go a year from now, two years from now? Yeah. Who knows what business you're going to be doing? Who knows where we're going to be in? But now you have that connection and the possibilities really are endless. And yeah, I mean, he yeah. basically just said that we could have Dwayne Johnson on here. For real, for real. If we so talk if about you it, know so, The Rock, like, you know, we're going to throw saying. that out there, manifest it. You know, just <laughs> if you guys know The Rock, um, Kevin Hart, anybody like that, <laughs> we need him on the show. We can do a joint podcast yeah. episode. <laughs> no, for real. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the six laws, they're so real. Like everything that I've achieved recently in my life intentionally in a big way has been through networking, communicating in an effective way. It was like, at one point I was trying to figure out my life, thought I wanted to be in action sports. So I, I met people, I started working at Vans. 
um, which is the number one actual sports cap company in the world. It was like, that was a great way to quote unquote taste that thing. Then I wanted to get into personal development. I networked with people to start working for Tony Robbins. Now I'm doing more speaking. I've used the podcast to network with people and get on more speaking platforms. So it's like everything in life comes down to networking, communicating to open more doors Mm -hmm. for sure. So have you met Tony? Like personally? Oh, nice. Is he as, is he as Tony as he is? (laughs) Yeah. His, the, the most mind blowing thing that I took in, um, when meeting him was how ridiculously present he is. He has this incredible ability with like the millions of things going on in his life. You know what I mean? He probably looks at his phone, puts it in his pocket for five minutes, looks back. There's like a hundred text messages. You know what I mean? Um, but his ridiculous ability to just be so present and so focused and so genuine in the moment of that conversation for me was like, damn, like impressive. So yeah, he's, he's, he's a good dude. That's really interesting. Yeah, Cause I watch his YouTube videos a lot. Some of his like, seminars do. and phew, gets you fired up, man. Make you run through a wall. Yeah. I mean, presence yeah, is he's a, he's the goat. Himself. Yeah, he is. He is the goat of, yeah. of motivation. Yeah. Uh, so with your company, what do you, do you pivot it to the podcast? Does the podcast pivot to your company or are they just 100% separate? What are you talking about on your personal podcast? On my, per- oh yeah. So on our podcast, so we kind of have like a few different um, pillars, I guess you would say of help people figure out what they want to do with their life. Like we do so a little bit of one-on-one coaching, which isn't as wide. We don't push that as much, but we have like a community we do, a university people go through. Um, and then the podcast is obviously a place where people come for, it's just like free value and content. And so the way we structured is two parts. One is bringing on people that have lived just ridiculous lives. And, and in the sense of not like, oh, this dude's making $10 million. So we want him on the show. That's not our criteria. Our criteria is is somebody happy in their life and genuinely fulfilled with what they're doing. Like someone that in a conversation with them, you can feel that their soul is on fire because they're living in their purpose. And so we find those people. And then in our podcast, we break down their life on how did you figure out how to get to this place in your life? So we're basically just pulling apart their lives, giving our audience actionable steps they can take to start finding direction in their own life. And then we do a second episode, which is like a a five, 10 minute episode. And that's called the action after, uh, because if you spend enough time with me, you'll start to understand that I am a massive believer that action is the key to life. Like you got to take action to get clarity. You got to take action to get results. You got to take action to create fulfillment. Um, So we have a, a second episode we come out with every single week. And that's more about like, how do you take the things from that episode and then actually act on them in your life. Mm. Yeah, I love that you brought that because that was something I saw that you, I was looking at your podcast and just the way you have it listed, I was like, wow, this whole action episode after it is a brilliant idea. You know, it gives you something like if you listen to the episode, then you come back to it and it's like, okay, what can I do now to really just take those steps and move forward with it? Right. And like you said, I'm interested to hear because you touched on it before. You said you have certain reasons why you think people haven't, you know, just taking those first steps or having, or, you know, taking action. So... Yeah, let's take let's take that. Why do you think it's so hard for people just to get started? Yeah, I think if so, one of the things that I often uh, like teach people and, and work with people through is it's like if you have some sort of result that you want in your life, in order to get that result, you ultimately need to take action, right? In order to take action, you need to tap into your full potential. In order to do that, you need to have the right belief systems in your head. And oftentimes what happens is people have very simply limiting beliefs. 
right? They have beliefs of I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'm not deserving. And a lot of these beliefs ultimately boil down to the four letter F word. It's one of, I mean, I, I work with thousands of people and this is the number one that shows up every single time. And it's fear, right? It shows up in many flavors. A lot of people have fear of what if it goes wrong, fear of judgment of other people. You know, it's like, it, for example, we are talking about if you're going to leave this job and go to the other thing, what are people going to think when you leave? Like, for example, when you went to uh, real estate, right? P- people may try to take that step in their own life and go, uh, what is my family going to think? Because I'm leaving a job to go do this things that that's much more risky, but it's where my heart wants to go. So, so there's fear of judgment, what fear of other people's opinions. And for a lot of time too, for people, there's almost like a fear of success, right? Some people have this sense of like, man, if I do create this life, it shows up in many different ways. It could again be, what's my family going to think of me if we came from a family that maybe wasn't as successful. If we are successful, it can be okay. If I create success, is this going to take away from time with my family, with my friends? So basically there's so many different fears that show up in our life. And I think what we need to begin to do is we need to begin to ask ourselves real honest questions of what is our life really going to look like if we let these limiting beliefs control our life. And if you can get enough leverage on why you need to change these things, you can start taking a step in the right direction. Like for me, a simple example is when I first was, I think, 20 years old, um, I was in this business that I was mentioning. And one of my biggest fears was public speaking. I was like, I'm not going to talk in front of a room. You shoot me till I'm dead. Hell no, that I think I would ever have a podcast or be speaking for a living. Um, and so that was my fear was what if I get in front of a room? Everybody laughs. What if it's stupid? What if I forget what I'm going to say? all of the things, right? And then what happened for me one day, and it was one of the biggest blessings, is I basically had a different fear that showed up that outweighed that fear that made me public speak. And the fear in a nutshell was, what if I end up on my deathbed one day and I I, I just looked at myself in the mirror and said, like, I never even tried to actually create a life that I love. I I never even took the shot. And for me, because that fear then became bigger than the fear of what are people going to think, that propelled me into action. So I think sometimes what we need to do is is almost like leverage fear in our life and look at, okay, what if it goes wrong, right? It's maybe the fear we're looking at. What if I leave this job? What if I take the wrong position? But I think the real question you start asking yourself is, well, what if you never even tried? What if you get to the end of your deathbed and you're looking at yourself going, man, I I never even really took a shot on myself. Hmm. You said you when you worked in action sports. What does that mean? Like, what were you? What is? What was action sports like? Uh, so, so originally when I was lost, um, I I knew I wanted to do action sports because I grew up. I'm a skateboarder. I'm a massive avidly avid snowboarder. Um, I love the outdoors, and so I was like, I like these things. So, like, why not go work for a company that does this? Like, how cool would that be? That I get to do the things that I actually like to do in my life. Um, and so I started just networking with people, which again, this theme shows up in my life. And I was able to meet people like the, uh, the VP of Nixon. I was able to meet people like Rob Deerdeck, um, all these different people in the industry. And ultimately I was able to go work in a company in action sports at Vans, right? So that's like a skateboarding and snowboarding company. Um, but I was basically able to go work for that company, try it, taste it, see if I actually liked it. And for me, what kind of happened to to save a long story is when I was working at Vans, I had this one day where I asked myself if I woke up in five years from today. And I think this is a powerful question as well. Anyone can ask themselves if they're 
uncertain if they're in the right place is if I woke up in five years and for me, because I wanted to be an entrepreneur, if I owned this company, would I be stoked out of my mind? If you're not an entrepreneur, ask yourself in five years, if I was my boss's boss's boss in five years, would I be waking up every single day stoked and excited about my life? Mm. And the question that without an instant came back and questions that power you, you ask a question often enough, intentionally enough with enough intensity, you will get an answer. My answer came quick and it said, no, you would not be happy. You want to help people. You want to do work that makes an impact on people's lives. And from there, boom, I went back. Okay. What's, what's this place? What's my North star? How do I use communication networking to do that? And the process started all over of kind of opening that next door. Hmm. That is, that's a powerful question. That is, I would love to own vans. The you know, rich one. you'd be. <laughs> I mean, it's a great company. If if you want to go work for vans, they're an awesome company. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I guess, like you said, it's when you think about it, it's okay. You can make money with this company, but is it really going to be fulfilling what you have to do at the end of the day to make that money or the industry you're working in? I know when you, the second question you just asked there about five years from now, if I'm working in my boss's boss's position, will I be fulfilled or happy about it? When I was working at the bank and started asking myself that question, Man, I, I was terrified yeah. because you see, I mean, nothing against people who were in those positions. They were great people, but they didn't seem happy. And you think even the people above them, it just seems like you're building more and more responsibility for a thing that's not fulfilling to your life. But it's taking care of the responsibilities that you pick up as you get older in life. And once again, like people understand that you have to be able to do what you need to do to pay your bills, you know, take care of your family, yeah. take care of your kids. But what were you doing along the way, you know, that kind of got you stuck in that position of, you know, that unhappiness. And for me, like, that was a question where I was sitting, I was like, all right, I got to do something now because I have no main responsibilities right now other than taking care of myself. So I got to unplug from this and figure something else out that I really feel is more fulfilling at the end of the day. So I don't know. Have you ever- yeah, And kudos to you, massive kudos to you to listening to that. I think, I think, Everyone listening to this right now should ask themselves this question. Like we've just asked ourselves, if I woke up in five years and I own this company, or if I was my boss's boss's boss, would I be stoked? And if they have the reaction like you and I had, right, where it was like, like I, I got goosebumps in my body when I heard you talking about that because I can feel that. Like I think if someone's listening to this right now and they have that, that like body chills of like, damn, I wouldn't be happy. Like one, again, massive kudos to you to listening to that. And then for anybody listening to this, Listen to that, like take that step. If you don't want to be there in five years, you probably shouldn't be there. I'm not going to say in five days, but you need to start looking at what's the next thing for your life. Start thinking, yeah, start game planning. And that's like you brought up before, right? It's like, you don't want to just jump off the cliff and say like, I'm out of here. Well, you just can't. Right? I mean, I simply can't. I like, mean, I've, listen, I've seen people do it. So yeah. I wouldn't say we can't. I've seen, I've seen people. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, slow up, slow yeah, up. I don't know if it's fear or yeah. whatever. I, I simply couldn't do that. Like if I were mm-hmm. to say to myself, oh, instead I would love to become a UFC fighter tomorrow to Kenbe. I could not do that because <laughs> I, there are financial responsibilities. Mm-hmm that it would not allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've forcibly done it and it sucked. Like when I got that phone call and it was like, Hey, no mass, it's gone. It's not here. It was like, I would kind of have to jump out of the airplane now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, so, but you definitely did yeah. it right. And found, I'm sure a job in the interim while you were trying to. Yeah. 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 Of course you have to being, yeah, yeah, you gotta do. if you wanted to be a UFC fighter, right. And you said, okay, five years from now. But, yeah. In a, in a mystical world, you know, mm-hmm. let's say in world two, Albert is a UFC fighter part time, right? UFC champ in world two. Maybe at Let's a certain point, like, yeah, yeah. you know what? I want to start 
working towards that. Like you show me fighters all the time who have like normal, like everyday jobs. Oh yeah. There's a bunch. Actually, there's some that are even in like the top 15 in the world that have uh, just what's his name? Uh, the one who fought, uh, Ngannou. Who? Which one? Uh, what's his name? Me a check. Uh, Stipe. Yeah. He's a firefighter, but that's by choice. He's a, he doesn't need it. So I wonder at what point in Respect. his life you say, you yeah, know what? Yeah, he's the man, dude. Stipe Miocic. You talk about kind of like, I wonder at a certain point, did he have a conversation and said, I enjoy this so much, so let me find a job that also can fit in with this lifestyle, right? Like, I think that's part of the conversation where it's like, you got to find what works out for the lifestyle that you want and then kind of like back it up from there. Because I think sometimes we get, sure. we do it like reverse, right? And I just know, like I'm having conversations with my dad, it was get the job, you know, and then figure out what the lifestyle looks at from around that because you have to take care of responsibilities. You know, you just got here in this country, you got family, do what you got to do. But now our conversation is okay to come be like, you're in a position where it's like, what is the lifestyle you want to build and how can you build that out? Yeah, no, and I agree, but I also do think that you have to be realistic. I mean, I'm not Mm -hmm. knocking anything you guys are saying, but uh, you know, it's my job to also be like, well, Mm -hmm. I have a wife, I have Mm -hmm. a home, I have, you have to be realistic. That's like, yeah. At the end of the day, you can't just. Which is what he said. Mm-hmm. Moonlight. That's why he uh, the, the yeah. tips mm-hmm. that he recommended in the beginning were were awesome. Yeah, and that's what like like you're saying. If any, like I hope people go back and listen to the whole process, right? And that's why I'm so happy we were asking you like to go through it because it is a step by step by step process. And there have sure. been times once again in the past seven, let's say past ten years since we've been out of high school, that I have made decisions, or we both probably can think back on it where it's For like. Sure. Oh, you jumped to do this one thing and it didn't work out the way it didn't work out to its full potential because you probably didn't plan or strategize the best way. Right. And now you've learned from it. So, you know, people say you live and learn. But once again, like you listen to that process and you say, OK, where am I right now? Where do I want to be in five years and what can I do along that way to get there? And I think it really does start changing your perspective on a lot of things. And then you talked about potential. I don't know how people can really say, you know, like what their full potential is until they really start getting challenged by other people like yourself, right, who have been through this or worked with other people and said, like, okay, let me try to maximize where you really can go, you know? So, so yeah. that, that, mm-hmm. he said to challenge people. That's fine. Can you give us an example of the, like, most radical change that you've seen where a person was like, mm. I work in insurance, but in reality, I want to teach people how to skydive. Mm. Like, have you seen a, a pivot that was, like, insanely different, like a 180 that was rewarding? Yeah, like I've heard some crazy stories like that. Yeah, I would say one that sticks out in specific um, was I was working with this one woman and she basically was like living, a, working a job that just literally like paid the bills. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it was like very mundane job. You show up, you're a pog in the wheel. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Um, and this person, what they really wanted to do is they wanted to be an entrepreneur. They wanted to start their own company. And so as we took them through this process of realizing like, one, where are you at in your life? And and I think oftentimes people end up in a place because they never really intentionally ask themselves, like, what do you want? Or, or people don't really ask themselves, like, what is my definition of a job? Like some people grow up and their definition of, of a job, of a career is something you do to survive. It's something you do to get by. It's something that puts on the table, but you never really liked it. And that was that was something you learned as you grew up in your life and so you just kind of fell into that by default. So you got to intentionally start to ask yourself, is that actually what I want to do? And this is the definition that person had. And then we started to restructure. Well, what do you actually want to define your career as? And it turned into like something that lights up my soul, something I wake up and I'm actually excited about, not just rolling out of bed going, 
like, God damn it. I got to go to this job again. You know what I mean? Um, and so as they started to figure that out for them, one of the values and skills they had was they were really good at organizing. And so to save a long story short, they went from basically doing this mundane pog in the wheel job that they didn't love to now they own their own agency. Um, it's a VA agency. And so they basically have an entire VA for anybody listening to this stands for virtual assistant. Um, and they have their entire virtual assistant company where they're helping people scale and grow their companies. And this is something that she had an idea of. We started kind of putting things in the work. Uh, and now today she has a really successful company. So oh, there's definitely awesome. cool to see that one. That's, those are the stories I love. Like people, like you said, pivot from a normal, you know, everyday job that you can go and apply for entry level stuff. And then the six figure like earner stories are the ones that really motivate me because I'm like, it shows you, like you're saying, like with proper planning and like talking and connecting with the right people, you can elevate yourself to a level that you that you didn't think was possible just a couple of years ago. Like yeah. I used to meet people at the bank all the time who would come in and they would work teller jobs they would tell me oh yeah i used to work at the bank a few years ago now i own this company and i'm making x amount and i'm sitting there seeing their transactions i'm like oh oh okay so there are other like possibilities like we really got to start thinking a little bit more here but like you said for me like it didn't start clicking until you see it or until you start having more conversations than you have in your normal everyday environment right yeah i I think yeah continue to have those i think a massive part like you're saying nailed on the head is it's like your association right? It's like you are a direct reflection of the five people you surround yourself with. If you hang out with five people that hate their job and are, you know, not happy, you're going to live that life. If you're hanging out with five people that are stoked and doing work they love, you're going to find yourself doing that. So it's asking yourself, like, who are the people you're surrounding yourself with and how can you surround yourself with people that have higher standards for their life? And it's like with when you were at the bank, you saw these people, you may not have been having conversations with them every day, but it's like you began surrounding yourself with people that had that life. And so I think that's another thing people can ask themselves is like, how can I get around more people where it's normal to do work that actually you're, you're ridiculously excited about. Mm-hmm. What's your typical day look like, Stu? Uh, I would say my typical day, I usually wake up at like 6 a.m. Um, wake up, have a quick banana before I go to the gym. No beet juice yet. Maybe I'll add the beet juice. AOS. Uh, and then I go, I go to the gym, usually get like an hour, hour and a half workout in, come home, eat breakfast, meditate. Uh, I do like a meditation every single morning. It's this like structured thing that I do. Um, And then I basically get into everything that I need to do for the day. So usually most days go from like, you know, nine is usually when I'll start to anywhere from five to 8 p.m. And then that's kind of where my day wraps. I'll, you know, kind of do whatever, whatever after that, go hang out with the girlfriend, do some other things. So when you said you had a structured meditation, are you following, like, are you listening along to someone or did you do it yourself? Like, did you make it yourself? Uh, It's accumulation of things I've learned over the last 10 years in personal development. And so if you want me to walk you through it, I do it like 30 seconds. Um, So basically I start off with doing this exercise called priming. And this is something I learned from Tony Robbins. It's a roughly 10 minute exercise where you do a few breathing exercises, eyes closed, um, I put on some music. I put on this one. It's called Devi Prayer. Uh, just kind of helps me get in flow. It's it's uh, there's no words. It's just sound. Uh, and then basically in this meditation, you think of three things you're grateful for that you have in your life currently. Then you think of basically feeling the energy in your body 
And you almost feel like as it's coming into the top of your head, down to your legs, into the earth, all the way back up into the heavens, you feel this energy circulating through your body. Send love to three people. So three people in your life that you just want to send some love to. Uh, and then you, do, you visualize three things that you want to create in your life, but you visualize yourself actually being in that space. Like, for example, a vision that I have is owning a lake house on Lake Tahoe in California. Um, so I see myself every single day in that house, in that home. I know, I know exactly what it's going to look like. So I do that. And then after that, I write down 10 things that I'm grateful for in my life, but I write them for things that I don't have in my life, but I write them in the present tense. This is something I learned um, from another mentor. And I basically write it down with the structure that's, that's, I write it down. It goes, I am so happy and grateful now that blank, blank, blank. And I fill in the things that I want to create in my life. And what it does is it begins to rewire your subconscious mind. Like there's studies out there that show that if you write down a goal, you are 50% more statistically likely to achieve that goal. For me, 50% head start. I'm like, I'm going to do this all day. So I write down those 10, th 10 things. Then I say them out loud twice to get them into my body because there's something that studies show with your nervous system that when you speak it out loud, it goes into your nervous system. Uh, and then I say a prayer for the day. So it's about like 20 minutes. Damn. Mm. I just listened to the, the Calm app. I listened to Tamara Levin. Did you download Zen Ocean yet? No. I'm going to send what, you that one. You know what I did last night for the first time? What? She has like sleep programming, mm -hmm. different, different lengths, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, I think mm -hmm. 15 minutes. And it just like walks you. You ever use the Calm app, Stu? Yeah. So she walks you through like if you listen heavily and like she walks you through ways to relax your body right before you fall asleep, dude. It's incredible. I took the headphones out and I was donezo. <laughs> like, I was cool. <laughs> when you were telling me to sit there and just Love breathe that. for ten minutes, I like we've been getting into meditation more and more and more, mm -hmm. um, especially over the past years. I'm so, so zen. I'm so zen. It's interesting. Let's go. <laughs> just I mean we we've both said like you know you can notice changes, but just the feeling you talk about, but. Being present for 10 minutes with your eyes closed and sitting there and just breathing. It's super yeah. hard. Super difficult. Like, I want people to just try to sit and close their eyes for 60 seconds. Still very hard. And see how, and just see how you feel. Because that's, once again, you talk about just unplugging from this rat race and just being present in the moment. That was one of the craziest things to me that I used to, I used to do it on my lunch break. So if anybody, you know, if you don't have too much time, try it on your lunch break when you're going to work. Sit there nice. in, the, in the break room and just when you get a quiet, when you get a quick minute and just try to close your eyes and see how you feel, see how many thoughts start rushing to your head, see just how you try to control, control your thoughts. You remember when we were talking about that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not good at meditating. I'm horrible at it, which is why well, I, I told I, you this doing I said, it like, often to get better at it. I don't know if it's like, yeah. I don't know if that's I your can't. horrible at it. I think it's I'm just, definitely terrible I think it. you're surprised by how much starts flooding into your brain when you sit there and it's just like, yeah, Whoa. I think it's maybe yeah. crazier. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you definitely start sitting there and it's like you have that conversation with it. It's like, why am I, yeah, I, used to why be am happier I thinking and then this? Why am I going through this? No, I'm crazy. But I'm telling you, you're going to come <laughs> through. And it's just like when we first started going to the gym, it's just like, wow, I'm weak. I am, no, not, no, I am not good under the squat rack. I am not good under the bench. <laughs> and then you might be like me and 10 years later, still not be good under the squat, under the bench. Yeah, or, <laughs> or any lift. Or any, you might get stronger in other areas. <laughs> yeah. Can't see me in the squat rack. Can't see me in the deadlift. Bench, <laughs> not there yet, right? But it's a work in progress. And that's like, you got, you got to work on it. So how long did it yeah, take it's you? Like your that? mind muscle. Yeah. How long did it take you to get that practice? Like really down pat or is it still? Um, I would say for me where it sunk in that I was like, I need to do this every single day um, is at one point in my life, I was like, I want to travel more. And so 
basically I booked a one-way flight to Bali. I was like, I'm going to go to Bali. I'm going to go travel, experience life, then go live in New Zealand for a couple months. Um, and when I was in Bali, because I was by myself, I found myself by myself often. And when you're by yourself and you're not talking to someone, whether you want to be quiet or not, those thoughts start happening. And so Dude. I would have all these thoughts that were like, you know so, what I mean? So, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So much. The new like COVID and I don't know if it's happened to anybody else, but like the whole new work from home life, it is crazy how much goes yeah, on with yourself a lot more. Alone. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, so I for like, me, I would have thoughts that were like, you're all by yourself. Like you don't have friends out here. Like you're so lonely, like all these things that were how I was feeling, but I realized I was like, I need to train my brain to focus on different things. And so I started writing down every single day, 10 things that I'm grateful for that I didn't have in my life that I wanted to create. I'd write down like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm hanging out with an incredible group. I'm so happy and grateful now that we're doing X, Y, Z experience or whatever. And it was literally within maybe a day, oftentimes within an hour, those things would start to happen in my life. And it was like, it was just this ridiculous realization of, man, when I do this every single day, these things get created in my life. And so after I had that experience um, traveling with it and saw it like so clearly that it was real, um, I was like, I'm going to do this every single day. And then the other parts I've kind of just added in, you know, it's like all the things I've experienced, I've just sort of tried things. And, you know, for me sitting with nothing for 10 minutes at first, I was like, I don't really like this. So I don't, I don't meditate that way. I do it a different way. You know, I found out what works for me. I like that. I like yeah, that me a lot. too. That's cool. I'm going to give it a go. We got to clip that up. Yeah, I'm going to try. Clip I'm going to write some yeah. stuff down. Priming. Check it out. I'm so you grateful. I'm so grateful for my Doberman. You definitely have to write that because, you know, I keep and saying I it. I've been saying it since week one. <laughs> Let's go. You're going to be in Calabasas. I, dude, We're I don't want to si- live in California, though. You're going to be in California. <laughs> I, I want to be somewhere Calabasas-esque. All right. Yeah, like so, Texas. What, wherever we gonna be, all right? Or Montana. Let's have, go. Yeah. I want the doors where you walk out to the back of the house and they just slide into the walls. Yeah, I do, dude. I you did. You guys like know the, the house. The lake I'm house. The lake house talk. You saw my face when he said that. I could get down with that. The lake, lake house talk. Yeah. Come on, dope. Now, what, just real quick, what is it, what does it look like when you're saying you could see yourself standing there? Are you overlooking the lake on your deck? Are you in You've the kitchen? Hundred percent. You said you want to have a flat top grill right on the back overlooking a lake. That's exactly right. That is exactly what see, he's talking about. I do. This, this is the interesting thing or go ahead. I do. I want to in, in, if in right. What I'm grateful for. Sure. Say I speak it into existence. I would love to walk outside of a cabin, a log cabin, right? I have seen it so clearly. Nice ass house. Like we're I talking like 1.5, 2.1. I got see, money I see it for you. Yeah. I walk outside and I'm cooking on a flat top. Mm-hmm drinking a whiskey and inside are multiple guests mm-hmm. having time of their life. I overlook a lake and an insane backdrop and I am happy. Like, and you know what's across the lake? What? And the Kembe is across the lake. <laughs> Let's go. But it takes a lot of money to get that house and create that vision. So, but I, I have seen it and the air is so crisp, dude. I can That's smell it. the air. Did you yeah. hear how yeah. he just broke that down? Yes. He Facts. feels that here. He I feels do. that in the soul. I do feel that here. Yeah. Facts. One, one thing I think that's an interesting distinction to point out, and I think this is where this practice can help in a really beautiful way too, is sometimes we go through life and we say, I want this, I want that. What we're training our subconscious to is to want it. So in five years we go, I want this. That means in five years, we're going to be wanting this. So where the power is in the language and the literally training your unconscious mind is when you go, I'm so happy and grateful. Now that you're training your mind to say, this is what I have in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn. 
I got to start saying I have this lake house. Every morning. For real. Yeah. 100%. We're turning up tomorrow, Bert. It's done. It's a wrap. Tomorrow morning. on. We'll see you guys at the lake house. Yes. <laughs> Damn right. We're all going to have just all, everyone across the lake. That's wave. it. I'm We're right it. there in that <laughs> with you about action. You tell us something that sounds good. I'm going to have nice ass jet skis too at the bottom of my dock. You no see? boat, but a nice jet ski. Just skis. keep painting the picture. I love it. I have nice ass jet skis. I have a nice jet ski. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. I love this man. So, so Stu, um, dude, you've been awesome and we really appreciate it. We cap I'm off fired up. every episode with a content rec of the week. What recommendations do you have for everybody listening? Two recommendations. Okay. Uh, one, Shameless plug uh, for anybody that's trying to figure out what you're doing with your life or you feel like you're trying to discover that next level. You're not quite in your element yet. Uh, just come check us out on the podcast. It's Finding Direction anywhere on iTunes, Spotify. You just type in Finding Direction. Um, you'll see it says Finding Direction with Stu Massengill. So come check that out. We just hit 200 episodes, which I'm fired up on. Um, and then the other recommendation that I would have is probably a book and this is i love books i used to hate books and then i realized books can change your life and i started liking books and so the book that i would recommend for people is a book it's called the defining decade um it's by a woman named meg j and it's basically about how your 20s are your quote-unquote defining decade so i would point anybody to that um if you want a good book to check out let me go ahead and write that down the defining decade interesting no, I'm always good book. I know you are. Fire. A big, a big. Uh... What was the first book that you read that made you realize? I mean, you may not remember the exact first one, but what book really hit you? Was like, oh, he does. Remember. It was like, okay, this is. I need to keep doing this more and more because I realize that information is going to change my life. Yeah, how to win friends and influence people. Um, Kimberly loves that. Book. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up as like the shy kid, the quiet kid that you know wasn't like having conversations with people, wasn't communicating, definitely wasn't networking, and. I had a moment in my life where I basically had a mentor who was so good with people. He was incredible with people. And one day I would literally follow him around because I was like, do what they do, say what they say, get what they got, do what they do, say what they say, get what they got. And I literally would follow him everywhere. I would eat the same thing he ate. I was, it was like crazy. Um, but one moment when I was watching him have this conversation and people would come up to him and they're like, I love you. And it happened so often. It blew my mind. And at one point I was watching him have a conversation and something clicked in my head for the first time that said, he was not born with this. The doctor did not pull him out of the womb and say, he's a talker. He's a good communicator and pulled me out and go, he's going to be a shy kid. That did not happen. And when I realized that they're like, holy crap, he wasn't born this. He's just been practicing and learning this longer. I found that book and I put it on repeat. I became obsessed with this book. I would listen to it on audible multiple times. I would read it while I was listening to it. I just became so ridiculously obsessed. And then once I became obsessed with that, it turned into this like massive business and was all based off of people and realizing that like one of the biggest silver linings in life is people. Um, and so for me, that book is a book I will forever be grateful for, always recommend to people. Um, and that was the one that definitely opened my mind to going, holy crap, I need to read or listen or get my hands on more books. Damn. He really, really nailed that question. I'm he gonna, did. Yeah, gonna that was a great that answer. Right you didn't even know more. that that question was coming. Thank you, Stu. Gotcha, gotcha. Got out the park. That was. What's your content rec? You got, have you read that one yet? What? No, I have to read it. I'm I have to pick up my I'm reading. Saying, it's going to be a New Year's resolution. Because that was, that book was fantastic. I'm going to do Audible. I actually sent it to my dad because it's funny you said, like, that was. I mean, you've met my dad a couple of times, but, like, knowing my dad, a lot of the things that I read through that book, I'm like, these are the things I would notice with my father. 
like when I would go with him to work, you know, like when he was a branch manager, interacting with people in the family, interacting with his friends, I'm just like, how is he able to just be himself <laughs> and just influence yeah. people, like, you know, their decisions and just continue to like climb through, you know, different stages in life and continue to get to better and better positions. And I sent him that book instantly. I was like, dad, have you read this book before? Is that why you act the way he was like, no, what is this? I'm like, you've never read this? I was like, man, you got to check this out. So now he read it past like two months ago. So now he's all about it, you know, trying to like get um, the people that are working under him now to kind of pick it up because he wants people to see like, like you said, that mindset is what really helps, you know, just being genuine and influencing others just through that genuineness. It's, it's contagious. Mm -hmm. For real. I'm going to send you that book, Bert. What's your content record of the week to come back? It is a book. Okay. Um, And I wonder if you read this one, The One Thing by uh gary keller uh i've read part of it all right i I think i listened to part of it yeah so that's what i'm doing because you know once again like i said starting out in the real estate uh world this year and of course every agent recommends it you know about like how to just kind of focus in on what is the most important thing that you need to be doing stop confusing yourself with 30 other things no matter what your task list looks like no matter you know how many things you say you want to do you have to be able to drill it down and say okay what is the most important thing that I need to do today, this week, this month yeah. that will move me closer to my goal, right? Whether that be your three month goal or your annual goal. Well, that's a conversation for a different time about structuring that, but <laughs> you know, they really just talk yeah. about like no matter, and you were kind of saying it before, right? Like how do you get down to the point of saying like, okay, what do I need to do to, or like, how do I take that first next step? And this book really hones down and saying on how to identify what that next step is. And just like Stu was saying, taking action behind it. Because at the end of the day, there's always some sort of action that can be taken, but it's that conversation we have with ourselves that stops us from doing it, mm. or the multitasking that we tell ourselves we're good at that keeps us from focusing on one thing. Mm. So that's my rec. Mm. What you got for us, Bert? Take us home. Yep. So mine is lighter and less uh, focused and professional than you guys. <laughs> so mine is actually the man in the arena. It's the Ooh, new ESPN Plus series on Tom Brady. Okay. So three episodes have been dropped. Ooh. I watched the first two. I got one. I got the third one to go. Each episode details a specific Super Bowl that he won and the wow. story leading up to the Super Bowl. Dude, it is so crazy how great he is and, and like how everyone around him believes it too. Like it's not a joke. He is, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, he's always been the GOAT, whatever. But there are people that hate him and, and it's, it's crazy that they do. Mm-hmm. Like he's speaking about what you were saying earlier, Stu. People hate greatness. At the end of his first episode, he said after he won his first Super Bowl, he said, I remember when I was at Michigan, right? I was this skinny fat kid who wasn't athletic that could just throw the ball far and well. And I was smart. And he said, I remember sitting in the cafeteria at Michigan and speaking to my parents who were visiting. And I said to them, one day I will be a household name. Mm. Tom Brady will be a household name. And then at the Damn. end of the first episode, after he won his first Super Bowl, he said he looked at his parents and he goes, fuck, Tom Brady's a household name. And, and <laughs> we're sitting here calling him to go. And that's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. To remember that moment where he looked at his parents and was like, hey, mom and dad, one day Tom Brady's going to ring through every house. And he does, dude. He rings through every house. In the yeah. World. Damn. So it, it's uh, yes. the man in the arena on ESPN Plus. It's, it's awesome. It's Some, really cool. So everything we talked about today. I, I know. Put it out there. Use the correct use the correct words and you'll be there. It's yes. only a matter of words time. Carry weight. It's only a matter of time. Big time. Oh, is that the title right there? Uh, I don't know. Did you I've, just do that? No, nah, I've been Did thinking about the that? title. <laughs> he, he dropped so many gems that I've really been thinking about. I gotta, gotta start writing shit down. That's what you saw me trying to take notes. Yes. Man, any, this was this any sign offs, Stu? Anything else that you want to touch on or like any any last um, questions or anything? 
Um, I would just say, you know, anybody that's listened to this, just continue to stay plugged in with what you guys are doing. I think you guys are doing some awesome stuff. Uh, again, super honored to be here on the podcast. I think anybody that's listening to it's absolutely in the right place. Um, one free thing that I kind of always give people if they want to check it out is again, for anybody that's feeling lost one, come to the podcast Two, uh, we have a document that's called three steps to finding direction in under 10 minutes. And it basically, if you're feeling lost and you like want to find what's, what's that next step for me in life. Um, you can go get this for free. It's at findingdirectionuniversity.com forward slash three steps. Um, and just kind of a free thing. People can go check it out, get clarity in their life to kind of get that next step, figure out, you know, what do I need to do to start living that fulfilled and happy life? Um, but other than that, just again, to both of you, uh, thank you so much for having me here. Truly an honor and uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. This oh, yeah, fantastic. dude. Likewise. We, we really appreciate it. We'll have you back if, yeah. if you will come back. Um, Let's go. Is it Round two. With you. Yeah, and I'll definitely yeah. share that information, too, on our page so people can uh, for sure. have and easy access to we'll, it. We'll let you know how writing stuff down goes. And then <laughs> maybe next time we're talking in five years from now when I'm my boss's boss, yep. be at the lake. There we go. Let's go. Next podcast is at the lake house. Yeah. Lake house living. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. <laughs> well, with that being said, Stu, thank you so much. And as always, everyone, enjoy the first sip.